Hey, what's going on, everybody? Washington football addicts, Washington football fans everywhere. Welcome back. Tonight is August 5th. Evening show. I'm here with my boy, Phil. What up, Phil? What up? Yeah, it's good to be back. We've taken a little hiatus between vacations, personal stuff with everybody. Everyone's got a whole lot going on, work. But we're finally back, bringing a little bit of content tonight. Uh, I'll do a quick little show for you guys. So for us, this is um, episode 80. And we're going to open it up just like we do every night. And Phil, go ahead and take us away. Who's this episode dedicated to? This episode is dedicated to Roy Jefferson. Roy Jefferson played for our beloved Burgundy and Gold from 1971-1976 as the battery made at wide receiver, or I should say as the number two at wide receiver to the great Charlie Taylor. Uh, he originally played in Pittsburgh, uh, was a number one in Pittsburgh in the 60s, went to Baltimore for a year, won a Super Bowl there, came to Washington in 71, first season. And remember, he's playing opposite of Charlie Taylor, goes to the Pro Bowl. Uh, and he was part of the 1972 NFC champion uh, squad that went to the Super Bowl and nearly knocked off the perfect Dolphins. Um, had 208 catches throughout his career for 3,119 yards. It's a 15 yards per catch average. Um, you know, he's actually one of my, I have an uncle who loves him, thought he was a fantastic receiver, talks about him to this day, believes that he was just as good as Charlie Taylor, but uh, Charlie Taylor was a legend. And when you're playing next to a legend, you know, sometimes you get overshadowed in the uh, annals of history, but gotta remember that passing attack we had with either Sonny or Billy throwing the ball, we had targets all over the field. And uh, Roy Jefferson was definitely one of them. Nice. Yeah, we were talking earlier, our, our 80s were a little bit of slim pickings. You know, <laughs> yeah. Had, I mean, had, had Jamison Crowder stayed, you know, I think he had, it would have been a shoe-in. But you know what? Yeah, Jamison. I mean, look, here's here's your 80s for you, okay? Just, just some names I'll throw out there. You had Lavernius Coles. Good for a year. Came from the Jets. Before, yeah. I mean, we sent him to the Jets. Did we get him from the Jets? I don't remember. We got him from the Jets and then sent him back to the Jets after That's two right, years. The Moss trade, yeah. <laughs> and um, of course, Jameson Crowder. The only other one uh, of significance would be uh, tight end Stephen Alexander, who was on that '99 team that I love so much. Um, oh, and um, um, just a little guy named Desmond Howard who yes, didn't anything for us. The Heisman winner, Michigan's finest. You want a Heisman? Michigan's finest. That's right. Uh, well, I'm a Penn State guy, so. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> so there has been a lot happen. Our last episode with uh, Anthony Armstrong was, I want to say, a week before. Was it a week before camp? Two weeks before camp? Either way, we've had our first camp down at Richmond. Uh, last weekend in July, I wish I could have been there. We booked our vacation back in January. We had no idea. It is what it is. Hopefully next year I'll try to fence this week off. But I uh, wish I could have been there. But it was great to see all the Washington football content creators out there doing their thing. And our own Phil, our own fan ambassador, our own Washington Football Addicts podcast member, Phil, got to go down there. So, Phil, tell us what it was like. What was the atmosphere like? Uh, what days were you there? Who did you see? And just, just give us an overall rundown of what, what the environment was looking like. I was there on Saturday, um, which was Fan Appreciation Day. 
And I'm going to say this right off the top. Um, I have been to four or five camps at this point down in Richmond. This is by far the best that they've done in terms of just the fan experience. Now, someone told me that they capped it at 2,500 people. Um, I don't know if that's true or not. It definitely was not as big a crowd as it has been at previous camps. But some of that also may be because they had different areas for people to, that had tickets. Like I, I'll say this, I was a fan ambassador. I had a VIP ticket. So I got to go to the VIP tent. And maybe that helped space it out a little bit. But it was definitely, I mean, the crowd was enthusiastic. Um, and the atmosphere was just like, it, it was a party. It really was. People were just happy to be there. Um, just throwing out some names. I got to hang out with, uh, with Rio Robinson, who's been on our pod before. Mm-hmm. I got to hang out with the guys from ref the district. Um, the bleeding burgundy guys, uh, Jesse and Keith were there, got, got to hang out with them as well. Um, and, and, and it's interesting cause you know, some of these people just from a screen name. It's yeah. so weird to get to know them in person, like to, 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 to interact with them because sometimes you forget. I was like, Oh, <laughs> you're actually not a bad person to hang out with. Like, you know, I know not everybody likes old Jesse from bleeding burgundy. I know there's some people who have some beef with them. And I always kind of got this weird vibe because people, so many people are eh, on him. And I don't know why, because he was a hell of a nice guy when I met him. Yeah. So I think that's good though, because you know I've always said that social media makes people forget that uh, you know your humanity towards others. So that was that was a neat thing, and it really kind of brought us together. Um, and it definitely strengthened that bond that's growing amongst the the content creators within the Washington football universe. Um, it's nice to have those bonding moments. You know, some of them are just there. Some of them are fan ambassadors. Not as many as you think, by the way. Um, and uh, he even saw a former host of this show there, although I didn't get a chance to talk to him. He was there. Uh, but anyway, shout out to Ellie. Shout out to Ellie. <laughs> but um, it, was, it was a neat atmosphere. I mean, look, I, I can go up there. I can sit in the VIP tent, get all the free water and Gatorade and soda I want. Beer was only $5 a bottle. I wish that was the case at FedEx what? Field. Yes. What? Yes. Not FedEx prices. Those were not FedEx prices. Five. It was five fifty a bottle. So I made sure to get two at a time. Um, <laughs> you know, following Virginia guidelines, I can only carry two <laughs> at once. Um, but it was great. You know, at, they had the fan appreciation part, which anybody who was still there after practice ended, you can go out on the practice fields, walk around, enjoy yourself. They had a stage set up at one end. They did a trivia contest. If my app had worked for the first two questions, I would be holding a helmet signed by the entire team. Oh, I know it hurt. It hurt because I'm like, come on. Of all people to be having, having a trivia contest, me, I'm the guy who does the, and the history segments and the way back. But, and I knew the answers too. But I just couldn't get the damn thing to work right. So um, that 
stunk, but it was actually it was really cool. It was hosted. Here's here's an interesting tidbit. The fan appreciation ceremonies afterwards were hosted by a former Washington cheerleader. Mm. Um, okay. so that was that was cool. I saw that. I was like, okay, you know, they're giving these cheerleaders a chance to still be part of the team if they want to, even though they killed the cheerleading squad. Um, got to see the new Washington dance team. Uh, they didn't come up with a better name. The Washington football team entertainment squad, whatever they call it. It was too wordy. That's as a fan ambassador, I think I'm going to bring that up. All right, we're going to have this culture. Can we have some catchy names for these people? Because that's way too many words. The dubs. Uh, The dubs. The dubs. Let me tell you, actually, and and it's interesting because if you're not from DC, you don't maybe have the deepest knowledge of DC culture. Everybody knows that, like, you know, if you're out out in Cali, a lot of that, you know, a lot of the dancing involves and a lot of that crip walking. If you're up in the Bay, they get hyphy. If you're up in New York, it's, you know, doing the same old two-step. Uh, you know, of course, New York's where a lot of hip-hop culture originated. D.C. has this weird hybrid of style between your mm-hmm. north, east coast cities, like your New York and your Philly, and your down south cities, right? So... When you watch, I'm watching these dancers, you know, go going up there doing their thing. It had a real DC vibe to it. Like if you've ever been to clubs in DC, yeah, you know, you see dudes, you know, you know how you know how these people get down to some go go. You know how they, you know, you know all about beating your feet. And that was going on up there. Like I'm like, okay, okay, you really put a DC vibe into this. I like that. It wasn't generic. It was. It felt like it had some DC flavor. And I remember watching this, and I, I was like. You know, I'm kind of admiring this, and there's a whole bunch of people around me who also know. And they're like, "Oh shit!" So this is this is DC. I said, "Yeah, it, better than we expected." We all thought it was going to be a disaster. We thought it was going to be like, "Oh no!" <laughs> you know, we all panicked when they said dance team. We're like, "Great!" But uh, if they're going to do it, you got to do it right. And yeah. first impression was very good. First okay. impression was very good. Uh, of course, we all had the controversy of the band. We had you had uh, your man Chop Chop on the yeah. on the show. They did bring up. They have a drum line, mm-hmm. and the drum line did perform, and that yeah. had some serious go go feel to it. Yeah, uh, as it needed to, and that's also one of those things that I saw, and I was like, all right, all right, and I'll even say say this much. They're looking at bringing the band back. Uh, Good. Well, I was just thinking about it, you know. No, they're just trying to figure out how to do it in a way yeah. that is more, a little more modernized. Yeah. So well, you can do that. But I like the fact that this is a topic of conversation. I'd like to think we helped spur that conversation because you notice that it became a hot topic on Twitter. On my post. My post. Starting with this man right there, Steve. <laughs> I just posted an episode. All of a sudden, all hell broke out. I was just supporting a friend. But here's <laughs> the thing: people are paying. They're paying attention out there, guys. Oh, man. They are paying attention. This is a good thing. Yeah, eyes and ears are listening to what the fans are debating. Yeah, which is and good. Which is which is refreshing because when has that ever ever been the case? Never, never, never. never. It's not. 
So, and, uh, you know, it was, it was a cool experience. And I'm, I will get to the players in a second. That's what you all really want to hear about. Yeah. Who looked good, who didn't. But um, we got to talk about these other ancillary things, too, because these are going to be – these are projectors and predictors of what's going to happen beyond just the football field product. Right, because it's good. They're they're focusing on that fan experience, the game day experience. I was hyped. I was like, okay, y'all are doing so much better this time around. So I'm encouraged, as and I hope that this continues. It'll make my job as a fan ambassador much easier. Yeah, I won't have to get into my usual back and forth with people. Um, <laughs> That'd be nice. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. Anyway. <laughs> For your sake, less stress, you know, lower the blood pressure. My blood pressure never raises. That's the thing these people <laughs> got to realize, that when they think I'm getting mad, I'm laughing. I'm yeah. sitting behind my phone like, <laughs> but <laughs> um, anyway, so on the field, on the field, on the field, we, this team looks good. They look sharp. Um, there's discipline to how they shift between drills there's not a lot of walking, a lot of jogging. We always like that. That's just those little yeah. signs of effort. Tempo, pace, yes. that sort of thing. Yep. Now, I saw a report that said something about um, Antonio Gibson splitting out more wide receiver in camp. I can attest to this. I saw this a couple times. I did see a neat little play that Antonio Gibson ran, went out, split out wide, and he ran a draw play to Jared uh, Patterson, and right. he sliced it in the middle for you know double-digit gain. I saw that one. That's that's what I like. I like that you got these versatile players. Use them, yeah. even if you use them as a decoy. Use them. Antonio Gibson splits out wide. Defense is going to pay attention. We know he can do it. Yeah. So I like the tempo. I like some of the creativity I was seeing. Um, some of the standouts. Kelvin Harmon. Kelvin Harmon is having a camp. Really? Um, by all by all accounts, and it continued. In fact, Kelvin Harmon, and I'm, I'll say this, I have a bias. I do like Kelvin Harmon. I think he's yeah. going to make the roster. I predict I mean, he would make the roster. He looks good off the injury, looks crisp, looks clean, looks he. Healthy. First of all, you forget how big he is. Yeah, He's a tall 6'2". Like, he just he, – he, he plays bigger than his body. Um, He was running routes for Fitz and Steven Montez after practice. Yeah. Like, everybody else is in, in the building. Fitz and Steven Montez, that was just a weird thing too. Fitz and Steven Montez are out there. And Fitz is really just like tips, pointers, giving them that one-on-one attention, right. which I thought was really cool. And uh he they're having Harmon run routes. So he could so Fitz would here's the thing. Harmon would run a route, Fitz would throw the route. Harmon would run the same route, and then uh Montez would run the route after Fitz would kind of Go through. Okay, you need to do this, this, this. I mean, you couldn't hear what they were saying, but you could tell that's what he's doing. It was like, okay, here's how you do it. Let me tell you some pointers. Now you try. Right. It was it was so cool to see. You always like to see the veterans doing that with the young guys, even if it's a guy who we think is on the bubble. Okay. We really don't know if Montez is going to be on the squad this year, but yeah, you still like to see that. Um, yeah. Who stood out the most to you of of your of your day there on offense and defense? If you can, you know, if that's if you can even answer that. Defense, it was definitely Landon Collins. Really, Landon Collins looks like Alabama Landon. Collins. You know, everyone's saying that they said he slimmed down. He looks he looks lean. He looks quick. He looks agile. 
So he, everything is even his reflexes are sharper. Yeah, like he's responding. He's turning. And here's the thing: everybody, people are like, "Oh, Landon picked off Fitz." Oh, and they try to say, "Oh, that was because of Fitz." I watched that interception. That was Landon. Landon made a great play. It yeah. wasn't Fitz threw a bad ball. Yeah. In fact, that's one thing we'll say. It's on offense. Um, a lot of guys look good to me. Terry looked good. Um, but the guy who I, mean, I was watching the quarterbacks, Fitz looks good. Fitz is on point. Uh, and, and, and not just with his arm, but with his legs too. Yeah. Um, Washington put up a nice clip of, uh, of Fitz running a touchdown. That I would surprisingly, surprisingly mobile. Right me. Yeah, <laughs> surprisingly mobile. People kind of forget that he can. I'm not saying he's a world beater, but the dude can move. He's, he's, I guess being on those bad teams, he had to. Uh, yeah, <laughs> well, the thing is, is that you in this day and age, you don't necessarily need to have a running quarterback. You need to have a quarterback who's mobile. Yeah, one that can loose, at least pressure, step up. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. And Fitz can do that. He does it well. And the other thing that he has over anyone else at quarterback. And I, that, that this goes for Heineke, goes for Allen, whoever. He looks like, no matter what's happening around him, and all of his years in the league, obviously this is true, he looks like he's seen it before. Right. There is no panic to his movements whatsoever. Stands tall, moves, whatever he's doing, it's like, I've done this before. I know what I'm doing. Yep. Even if he's throwing a ball away, he knows what he's doing. There is no panic in this guy whatsoever. Heineke had a, apparently he's had some good game, good days in camp. Mm-hmm. He had a bad day in camp when I was there, and I'll say it to that. He had a bad day when I was there. Um, he, if whenever he's under pressure, at least in this day, he looks like he's just like. Uh, 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 uh. He, he, gets, he gets this like weird thing that like he's trying to, so hard to think of. I have to do something, right? Instead of sometimes the best thing is to do nothing or to yeah. just get rid of the damn ball. But he want, and I think some of that's that pressure that like you know he's got a bandwagon of backers that are really putting fuel under this fire of Heineke should be the starter. Yeah, and I think some of that's getting to him because. He looks like he's trying a little, just, just a little too hard, and that's, some of that's inexperience. Yes, he's been in the league. What four? He's in his fifth year now. I think so. All right, four different teams. Yep. Um, plus the XFL, but he doesn't have a lot of that game experience, and it yeah. kind of shows when you see this, especially because we have such a great defense. And look, iron sharpens iron. You're only going to get yep. better playing against the best. That's it. Some of that may be just our defense making him look bad, but he just he looks kind of panicky back there, just a little yeah. bit, a little bit more than I'm comfortable with. Um, but I think he'll. I mean, I, I still think he'll make a great backup. Yeah, but I'll I, tell you, tell you from from an outsider who didn't go watching everyone on Twitter post their pictures and videos and the beat reporters. I read a lot about a few people. Um, Deami Brown had a great camp. Deami Brown is stupid fast. Like you, they were just talking about him with all the quarterbacks. He's like catch your eye fast. Yeah, like you're watching something else, and also like, wait, what was that? We need that. We had no one since Deshaun Jackson to take that. You know, take that top off. 
And that's so, what he, he does that so well. Yeah, it's exciting. Um, and then you heard a lot about, you know, Benjamin St. Just. He's going still, up against, me, you know, top corners. William Jackson going against Terry. Uh, you, of course, Terry just apparently is just Terry. You know, he's looking. Terry is Terry is lights out. Like, which is you crazy. know, you talk about your third year. If you're a yeah. top flight player, your third year is your real breakout. Yeah. It's it looks like it. Like Terry, Terry physically looks big. He looks yeah. better. He, That's he's, awesome. But, the question is, will they extend him next off season? It's not something this team does. It'll be his, that'll be the after his third year. They usually wait till these things expire and then they let him go, which I hope they see, you know, have the fortitude you, to extend you, an offer next season. Your franchise needs superstars. Yeah, Jamie exactly. Is, is then, the- so, so the guy I really, my pick from like three episodes ago, we talked about who's going to be your surprise guy to watch this whole year to me was um, John Bates. I have not heard one peep about John Bates from the beat reporters. I mean, he's there, but you don't hear anything about John Bates. Logan Thomas is having a blowout camp too. Is he? Oh, by the way, um, I think Dwayne Hassan just entered the game for the Steelers at the Cowboys Hall of Fame game. Go Dwayne. (laughs) Just came in. Yeah, I mean, I guess he must have got that much burned with with Logan. And I did hear Tamar, not, not, is it a, is it Hemingway? Tamara Hemingway, yeah. He's still there. He's a he's a here's a funny thing. I always like looking at people like because uh, you see these guys on TV, it's one thing. When you see them in person, it's another. Because yeah. you can really kind of evaluate physical traits. First of all, Tamara Hemingway has some value because he's thick enough to play fullback. Yeah, he's a big boy. So he can play he, so he, he has that H back versatility. That may save him on this yeah. roster. Uh Reyes. Just looks like an athlete, but he's not very—he's not fluid in any of his motions. Yeah. He doesn't run fluidly. He doesn't—he—he he doesn't run. He rambles. He looks like an old school fullback when he runs, yeah. uh, which is kind of endearing to me. But at the same time, <laughs> it's like that's probably years of being a big lunky basketball player. <laughs> probably, you know, Karen, yeah, Karen. But yeah. Bates. Everything I'm hearing from like people who are there saying, you know, Bates looks good. Bates, first of all, Bates is a monster. Right. Like when you see him in person, like Logan Thomas is tall and Bates is just like big bro in him. <laughs> um, it, 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 it's, it's so unique to see. Like it's just like, and that's another thing. Like physical, seeing people move and seeing people's just physical size. These are things right. I look at because you always hear about these attributes, but you don't. They don't come across on TV so well. No. Um, Wes Schweitzer is a fucking horse, dude. Yeah. Oh I think we saw that right before camp started when he uh, took those two plates and was like, ah. Yeah, but we see him in pads. Like even bigger. There's nothing about him that's graceful. But right. man, is like he's surprisingly quick for a guy who's just this just of a human being. Like he, he's just he's huge. Yeah. Um, but this offense doesn't require. It's not like the uh, RPO offense that we you know with the, that required those lean agile linemen that had to be able to pull left and right super fast. I mean, I feel like this offense, well, what we know of it, it just requires a little bit of a hybrid of both. Samuel Cosby's that guy though. Yeah, that dude's an athlete playing tackle. Where do they, like, they have Cosby playing at? 
uh, right tackle. Right and tackle. It's funny. Yeah, right tackle. Because oh, Sheriff was on the, the COVID list. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, Cosby has been kind of projected to be the heir apparent to Morgan Moses, which is interesting, but whatever. I understand that. You got Charles Leno. He's a solid guy back there. Cornelius Lucas played well last year. You want to find spots for your best players, even right. if they can't be the spot you think it'll be. Um, people say that Cosby was getting abused. I'm like, no, the only guy who was doing any abusing to him was Chase Young. Yeah, I was saying because he's going against Chase Young. Sorry, I didn't mean to say uh, Sher- um, Sheriff earlier because that's our right guard. Who do they have at right guard in the absence of Sheriff? Uh, f- Flowers. Eric Flowers. Okay. Hey, he's good depth. We know he can play. At least two years ago, we knew he could play. Yeah, Flowers was over there. They did some shifting along the line. But yeah. I watched I watched Cosby put uh, Smith Williams and Shaka Tony both in the dirt. Good. Good That man. was like mm, cause kids got a bit of a mean streak. I like it. Hey, you mess with the bull. Get the horns, right? He's a UT but, guy, right? Yeah. But the cool thing is is that he's super quick. Yeah. For for a tackle, he moves. Like Yeah. Trent Williams comes to mind because of the just the athleticism. Right. I don't know. I mean, he's got that mean streak too. Who so. was playing? Who was playing left? Tackle. Left was Leno. Leno. Okay. Old Charles Bears Leno guy. Jr. Okay. was playing left. Cornelius Lucas was playing left on the second on the second uh, string. Okay. Um, but line both lines look good. It's here's here's the one other observation. Chase Young has this weird ability to kind of lull you to sleep watching him until 0.3 seconds before the snap. Yeah. Like he just kind of just he kind of just moses up to the line. Like you really think he's just totally disinterested. And the first time I saw this, I was like, dude, come on, superstar. Yeah. Like I just had that moment that that old school fan of hustle, like in my head. But then like he's kind of just like lazily gets down a three point and then it's like right before the snap. Bam. Like you see him just you, you see him st- that that back stiffen and you're like and it's like yep. boom just the light turns on. I right. I never seen that. Usually guys who play edge rusher like it's all about the intensity. They come up there yeah. ready to just tear someone's ass up. Now Chase Young just kind of like dun, 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 boom. And it's it's the damnedest thing to watch because um, yeah. you just don't – you don't see that out of an edge rusher. Yeah. You, know, you see that out of, like, safeties. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You do. By the way, all of our defensive backs, like, it's it's weird because this camp has been a lot of receivers making plays on very contested balls. Now, a lot of people would say that, oh, our receivers look great, but let's also keep in mind, that means our defensive backs are there on every right. play. Which is good. Um, which is good, and and uh, that's something else to keep in mind. Um, which means I, coverage sacks. Believe me, we're going to see plenty of those, um, yeah. especially with Jamin Davis. It's fast. Yeah, he looks like a track star. Like he doesn't look yeah. like a linebacker. He looks like a track. I mean, star. I've been hearing different things between him and him and Cole Holcomb. Being Holcomb's looking good too. So who's gonna? The question is who's gonna, who is he? Who is Ron gonna trust? Who is Jack gonna trust? To be in the middle of that defense, calling plays, you know who's going to be the quarterback. I think you got to defer to Cole, unless Jamin just has so much natural ability that you got to let him shine. I don't, I don't well, know. I did. Here's the thing. Remember how I predicted that we should go with we're going to see more four two fives than anything. There was a lot of that. 
Okay, so there's two guys in the middle. Yeah, two guys in the middle kind of ranging. You know, you really could and, – and this is where it gets interesting. You could look at a guy like Landon yeah, and have him kind of quarterback that defense because um, he's up in the box a lot. Yeah, uh, you know, he's in a good position to do that. Or you can go with Cole Holcomb. Holcomb, Holcomb looks good, man. Um, yeah, Holcomb looks like he looks like looks like a linebacker. Um, like with you know, when you don't see the mullet, you'd swear you're looking at like to harken back to some of the middle linebackers of the past. Uh, fans my age and a little older, if you remember Kirk Gavea, oh yeah, fifty four, swift, swift run stopping backer who yep. could cover. That's Cole Holcomb. That's that's kind of that's the first player that came to mind watching him. Kind of short, squatty, looks like a linebacker, can cover. He's swift enough to move to the ball. People forget that was his trade came out of college. Oh, he's fast. Yeah. People forget that now they think, oh, Jamin Davis is fast. Well, Cole Holcomb's not a slow dude either. So right. there's a lot yeah. to be happy about. By the way, biggest biggest superstar on this team, Tressway. Yeah, always. Now he's, he always, has, he's always the, the bright spot in the, in the darkness, no matter what happens. No, I, I'm just talking about like the way he interacts with people. Oh yeah, like like in a positive way. Like he's he's like the superstar, the guy who's always like giving it to the fans. Uh, yeah, yeah, just just no matter what, it's Tress. Tress knows his role. He's like I'm the all pro here. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it, it looks good. Um, hell, even our yeah. drafted long snapper didn't look bad. Okay, yeah, that's right. That's right. We got a new one. All right, well, let's go on to a non little bit of non-football stuff. Let's talk about the team is at 84% vaccination rate. So that's a that's a change. As of last week, I want to say we were sitting at um 70. Was it 70 last week? We were and then at 60. We to start, I think it was even below 50. Okay. In July of 2016, or July, I'm sorry, on July 16th, 2020. We were below 50%. Okay. We are now, what, three weeks past that? Not even three weeks. And we are at 84%. Right. Can we put this argument to rest now? Yeah, I think it's I think it's a done deal now. Let's just done. Let's, let's not done. Let's it's done. over. Yeah. Cheers to that. Let's be done. It's it's a done deal. They're moving in the right direction. Everyone was frustrated. Clearly, the team did the right thing. They offered vaccinations at the stadium. I mean, at the um, down at Richmond, multiple mm-hmm. times. I think they offered free vaccinations for anybody, not not just players, but anyone in the local area wanted to come down, which is also pretty cool. So, just good to know that we're on the we're on the up and up. We're, we're trending in the right direction. So hopefully that will be a a non-starter because the last thing we want to do is forfeit a game because of this stupid nonsense so hopefully that won't happen now let's move on to a little more funnier topic the team banned headdresses and native american face paint at fedex field they announced two days ago you know now i'm, I'm really pissed off because now i can't wear my headdress or put my paint on my face wait a minute i don't do any of those things at the stadium and as Let's a prior, be real. as a Let's prior twelve year season ticket holder, I can honestly say I don't recall outside of Chief Z because he always came to visit our section of two fourteen. I never saw one person who wore face paint or Native American headdress in twelve years of going to to to, to games. Not one person outside of Chief Z. So 
there's going to be people mad because like we talked about yesterday, because now that you said you said it, people want to rebel because that's we're humans. That's what we do. You could have just not said it and it probably would have died. You know, you know, this is one time and I do plan on bringing this one up. You're better off letting sleeping dogs lie. Yeah. Um, look, there's enough fans who hate the fact that the name's changing. Yep. All right. They're already rebelling enough just in in in, in their online, you know, getting out their Twitter trigger trigger fingers and and so forth. But now this is this is one of those things where you're actively creating a confrontational situation where there didn't need to be one. Yeah. Um so you're gonna ban the the Native American face paint, you're going to ban uh, headdresses. You're going to ban things that, literally, if you had fifty thousand people in the stadium wearing burgundy and gold, two may have worn it. Right. Now you're courting more because now you're giving fuel to that fire. Sometimes yep. the best solution is no solution. Just let it go. Yep. You know, because also because you, know, you now you're actively sticking it, it, to people who hate this name change is happening. You're now actively sticking another middle finger in their face as they already feel that they have one. Now you're giving them two, two, and Damn. and just like that. And I don't think that this is necessary. It's really feels like they're doing it. This is this really feels like now most of the moves this, this franchise has done, despite what some minority of people say, have all been very calculated and have been the right decision to make because it's the right decision to make. This feels like this is one of those brownie point things. They're trying to earn credit with the people who are Oh yes, the old name was racist. Blah, blah. Now it's like you're you're trying to turn it up and not just say, "See, see, we're taking it one step further." Sometimes the best solution is to do nothing at all. Not yeah, I mean, all pro- not all problems, big or small, require a solution. Yep. Some sometimes doing nothing actually is more valuable than doing something. Yes. Just in life in general, <laughs> the, the battles you don't fight. Can be more valuable than the ones you do fight. Well, let's let let me let's put it like this: look at all the celebrity, look at the celebrities who have not survived the whole cancel culture thing versus the ones who have. Yeah, the ones who have are the ones who ignored it yeah. because they just didn't care. This is one of those cases where you plot that in reverse. If the team acts like they don't care, no one's going to actively try to fight them on it. Yeah, because it's not a battle that anyone's aware needs to be fought. Yeah, so. But I, I get both sides. I get why they did it. They really want zero, you know, they're just trying to completely separate. I get it. After this season, when we pick a new name, it's not going to matter anyway. Because if you if we pick a name that is, um, let, let's just say this. If we're the Washington Sentinels. Yes. Because, you know, I do like the replacements. That's that's you know I was a wolves guy but now I'm a sentinels guy that's my sentinels wolves that's where it is sentinels wolves. well uh, your taste is getting better Steve your yeah. taste is getting better Shane Falco wolves I can't let Shane Falco down Shane Falco you know I God bless you man 
But and hey, we got our own, you know, washed up journeyman quarterback. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. This this fits have a houseboat. But anyway. I don't know. Did, did they turn his Jeep over in the parking lot? <laughs> um let's say we are, we pick name Sentinels. Let's pick a name. You would look like an idiot showing up in a Native American headdress yeah. and face paint if we're the Washington Sentinels. Yeah. You look like an idiot if you if we were the Wolves. Yeah. Much I hate that name. If we pick Wolves or Red Wolves, you show up in that, you're not in style with the name. So you just look like an idiot, right? Yeah. And we don't need to ban the name because the rest of the fan base is going to look at you sideways like, bro, it's over. Yeah. So I get it while it's WFT, but you're only doing it for one more season, and no one was going to do it anyway, and now they are. So, yeah. Uh, well, you know, the team's doing the right things. They're 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 doing things well. The fan engagement is good, and you know, segue to that is tomorrow, tomorrow night, open practice at FedEx Field, starting at five or five thirty. I'm not sure, but. It's out there. People, they gave away free tickets. They actually went like hotcakes. I actually tried to get some when they, and I had school, of course, school life, small kids. I, by the time I was able to get to it, they were all sold out. So, I mean, no harm, no foul. It's it's still pretty awesome that they're doing it. Um, and it should be interesting. that This is, this we'll get to see FedEx Field. I can't wait to see the pictures that come out on Twitter and from the other, you know, everyone just being there. I want to see what the field looks like. They got that new turf, that, not the turf, the new grass that they laid. And, you know, just to see what the FedEx, you know, mantra looks like right now, because I, I, for the most part, most of us don't have great memories of that place, <laughs> you know, so it's going to be good to see what it looks like. And, and, and this is part of the next chapter of being, you know, turning over the new leaf and, and, and seeing, you know, just continue to progress in the right way. You know, I, I unfortunately get to me, uh, miss this event uh, because I don't get off work till five o'clock tomorrow. Uh, for those who don't know, I started a new job three weeks ago. I don't have that kind of leave built up yet to yeah. just go take off. I'm still in training, so <laughs> I can't go anywhere. Um, so I had to miss this event, which stinks because they're having a big meetup of all the fan ambassadors in a suite. So <laughs> I would have been able to, 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 to really, and they were going to have uh, some of the taste of DC stuff going on uh, up there and everything else. Um, by the way, those of you who go to games this year, try the food. That's all I'm going to say. It's going to be improved. Yeah. Um, no Johnny Rockets. No Johnny Rockets. No Johnny Rockets. Um, I don't know if Johnny Rockets are going to be there or not, but there's going to be <laughs> other options. So if you do like Johnny Rockets, you can get yourself into, you probably still can get yourself some Johnny Rockets. But anyway, um, I'm kind of sad I'm going to be missing this. That's why I was doing a little fake tear wipe. Uh, <laughs> just for the whole event. I and mean, not just getting to hang out in a suite because that's probably the only time I'll ever hang out in a suite at, at FedEx. But uh, because of the fact that this is such a unique event. This is such yeah. a fan-driven event. You got We gave away tickets for free to watch practice at FedEx Field. For a lot of people, this may be the only way they can go to FedEx Field. Yeah. Can't afford an NFL game. Yep. This is, this is you know, and I like this. You know, we paid money to go to Richmond instead of taking money. We paid money to go to Richmond for a week. We're giving away free tickets 
this ends up being a net loss because you got to turn the lights on. You got to have the facilities going and you're paying the money to do all that. And yet you're not charging the fans anything to come in. This is how you reach out. This is how you give back. You do things like this. Um, I cannot applaud the franchise enough for this move. If you're going Take pictures, enjoy it, make it a big deal, people. It is a yeah. big deal. Make it a big deal. For show, for show. Yes. Um, so the preseason schedule, just to refresh everyone's memory. Um, so our first game is next week, Thursday night against the Patriots at New England at 7:30 p.m., followed up by next the following Friday, the 20th. Uh, Cincinnati at home at 8 p.m., followed up by the following Saturday, the 28th, versus the Ravens at 6 p.m. You know, I'm thinking about trying to get tickets for my kids. We'll go together. That that might be the game we go to. I don't know if we'll be able to go. Looking at the schedule, uh, they're either it's 1 o'clock or I, I don't know. I'm not I know if I'm ready to take them to the, to the games yet. But the preseason game at 6 o'clock might be the one where we, we might try to go. So we'll see. Um, I'm sure there'll be preseason tickets available, so I'm not too worried about. And keep in mind, if you go, I mean, I don't think that they're going to have, I think that they're going to roll out a lot of the game day experience at week one or week two, week one. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you were at camp, you had an opportunity, by the way, on Fan Appreciation Day to buy lower bowl single game tickets for the Chargers mm. game at 30% off. Man, where was this years ago? <laughs> Seriously, man. The, I mean, they, they are really trying to get yeah, the fans good. back. I, in. And I they're trying to say, look, that. we'll take the hit. We want you there. Because in the end, you know, yeah. fans. You know what? Here. We will we will see how many people are on board when we get a new stadium and we got to pay $10,000 PSL fees. And we'll oh. see how many people are still on board. That's a topic, for, be a another, that's a topic for another day. I'll be a single ticket buyer for, from then on. Uh, I mean, $10,000 gets you the right to buy the season tickets. Then you got to buy the season tickets. But PSLs, they come with new stadiums. They come to offset the cost of new stadiums. That's that's a known fact. So just something we need to be prepared for. We haven't been talking about it. Let's focus on right now. But don't lose sight. <laughs> it's coming. If we can figure out how to make that not happen, great. But that's a build business. a smaller stadium. Yes, get the t- get the city to pay for it. <laughs> uh, I don't think. Well, uh, here's the thing. This is actually where Dan Snyder's in a decent position with this. He has what seven, six years, and to to utilize the Jason rights and and so forth in yeah. the organization to smooth over the relationships. Now we know. Muriel Bowser back in 2019 said, uh, to paraphrase, it's time the. I can't say the word, even though she yeah. did. Comes back to DC. Yeah, I remember that. Come on, Mayor Bowser. You need it's to step up to your the plate, too. Yeah, that's right. I know they don't All want right. people on the RFK site, but where else are you going to put this stadium? Yeah, and and the only place to me would be National Harbor, but that's Maryland. But that would be at at least you at least you can see the Capitol from National Harbor. Yes, 
and there's just so much more to do down there. But all right, Phil, it's been a great, uh, great, great show. Uh, I've been dominating this one. Yeah, hey, <laughs> all good, man. All love. You got any shout outs before we uh, wrap it up? Shout out to Rod. Um, I know things. His schedule has been insane lately between work and family commitments and everything else going on in his life. He hasn't been able to attend. And that's one of the reasons why we haven't been potting lately. Uh, Steve was on vacation too. Dev works. Um, <laughs> not for long. <laughs> shout out to Dev. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, shout out to Rod. He is the, the, the head addict, the lead addict, the pusher man, however you want to refer to him. Push your teeth, um, push your tongue. And uh you know, shout out to you. Can't wait to have you back on the pod again. And and uh looking forward to the seasons upon us. And this yep. is where it gets real fun. Yeah, it's it's you know, somebody it's a meme going around. You know, we have football, regardless of where it comes from, starting today all the way until February. Well, Till the Super Bowl, till the week before the Super Bowl. That's crazy. That's amazing. That's amazing. That's amazing. I'm happy. It's a good time. Especially because the Nats suck now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Because we have a bunch of bunch of minor leaguers. Um, oh yeah, same shout outs. Shout out to, to Rod. Wish you could be here, bro. Shout out to Dev, always working. Um, shout out to everyone who who kept us informed, all the other uh content creators who kept us informed. Um for those of us who couldn't make it to training camp, you know, via Twitter, YouTube, all your, all your stuff like that. Uh, oh, 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 that reminds me. Shout yeah. out to Rio for going viral twice in a, in a week. Oh, yeah? Yeah, first we had him dancing with Jason Wright doing the electric slide to uh, yeah. Outstanding, which was fantastic. By the way, Jason Wright, by the way, you can tell he's been to some cookouts. You notice he had that plate of food in his hand and he didn't spill a single crumb. Hey, it takes doing skill. The electric slide. It takes skill. Um, and then he went viral because um, Keith from Burgundy snapped yeah. a picture of him and it just became a caption this contest. Yeah, I saw it. It's funny. It is funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out to all those guys. Appreciate what everyone doing. Continue to bring uh, you know, the content to everyone like 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 we all try to do. And um, yeah, this is this has been a good time, and we will we will reconvene next Thursday. You know, we will be lo- going live in our Facebook group like we always do for every game. And um, maybe we'll do something at halftime or after the game, talk about this stuff, but we'll see. But we hope to see you there. If you're not in the Facebook group, go ahead and join. You see the link tree up top. Uh, you'll see the links at the uh, uh, posted at the bottom of the videos too. So it was great chilling with y'all. And uh, till next time, Phil. Peace. peace.